1: Welcome to another episode of On The Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations.
0: Hello. I hope you guys can hear me now. I'm connected through Insta-Live. This is the part two of Insta-Live Christmas special, and it's going to be all about Pasito wines. We have chosen seven women. Well, that is to say our wine wine team, that's Valeria and Julia and Cynthia, they've chosen seven women to talk about Pasito wine because everyone, of course, talks about the Bollicine, the sparkling wines, during Christmas holidays, but nobody talks about Pasito one. So let's see what Chiara has to say. Ciao, Chiara. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? eccoti. finalmente. Here we go. We're in business. That's great. How sweet. are you, Chiara? Fine. Thank you, Stevie. Okay, excellent. So as you know, what we're doing for the Christmas holidays, right? Everyone is talking about sparkling wines, but no, we would like to talk about passito. Passito, even because with dessert, I love passito. Okay, yes. So we're going to talk to seven women who, who are producing passito from all over Italy. And you are our guest number two. And we'll be talking about your Pasito. but tell us a little bit about yourself for, for our audience who are less familiar.
1: Well, my name is Chiara Lungarotti and uh, I live in a little village between Perugia and Assisi, right in the center of Umbria, the green heart of Italy. Here, my father, Giorgio Lungarotti, turned its uh, family estate into a specialized winery. This was already in the 50s, in this way started the story of the Lungarati wines as they are today. We are very at- at- attentive in uh, all the innovation uh, aspects uh, but always uh, being extremely per- careful in respecting the character of our wines of our tradition and of course with a great attention to all what's that's uh, sustainability. So we have almost
0: two hundred. And- 50 hectares of vineyard Holy between crap. here and 230. So you must yes. be like, if not the biggest, one of the biggest, right? In uh, special, we
1: are in among Umbria. among the biggest in Umbria, mm-hmm. and we have 230 hectares year certified Viva. And and the uh, twenty in Montefalco yeah. organic since
0: two thousand and ten. Yeah, I, I'm 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 actually a little embarrassed to admit this, but I only res- discovered recently that you also have a lovely estate in Montefalco when I came to visit you. So, um, <laughs> yes. yeah Chiara is the CEO of, of the Lungarotti. Uh, this is completely family owned. Is that correct? Is it? It's a family owned, and all the members are involved. In the family estate either in the production
1: or in the market like my nephew or in all the cultural activities because we have a, a wine museum in which we have revealed the history of wine and of its links with all the mediterranean civilizations since the beginnings till nowadays
0: yes i recall that very well because of course we worked on the t- in the Vinitoli Wine Pavilion at the Expo when we had a section dedicated to your museum. But today we're going to be talking about passito. So it's going to be all yes. about discovering Italian passito. We have invited seven female producers and their passito wines to talk about for their Christmas holidays. And one of the things that we would like to know from you, of course, is the food and wine pairing, right? So let's talk about your wine, which is the passito. We're talking about Vin Santo di Turgiano. Oh yes,
1: we are talking about this. That is one of our most traditional wines, and uh, it's made with the typical white varietal of the area, that are Turgiano and the Grechetto. Mm-hmm. The grapes are picked by hand in September, and they dry, and then dried on racks. Till uh, December. Then, after a very attentive selection of the berries, uh, we press them with an hydraulic press with a yield around 25 percent, and very slow fermentation in oak barrels, usually never new, just a tiny, tiny bit new. And then uh, the wine is refined in the barrels uh, for many years before being released on the market. Usually, we keep it around between seven and eight years. In, a, in Barrow. It's the wine of the traditions. Everybody who used to have a few rows of vineyard in this area was always producing its own Vin Santo. And Vin Santo was a, a special wine to offer. To the guests coming to visit, but was also a fantastic match with a homemade dessert. So, how many
0: bottles do you produce of Vinsanto? How big is the production for your company? Oh, it's a very small production. It's a very niche product, as well as Sagrantino Passito that we produce in
1: Montefalco. They are both niche products, but they are products very special for this moment of the year when we we match Vinsanto di Torgiano we match with the typical desserts and not only typical desserts of the uh, of Italy. Coming back to America, Vinitaly International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at Vinitaly.com.
0: So when we're talking about Vinsanto, most of the people would think naturally the Pairing would be, you know, Cantucci or, you know, from Tuscany. What would you oh, recommend in terms of the food pairing with Santo?
1: Oh, well, actually, on Christmas tables in this part of Umbria, that means uh, near Perugia, uh, there is a very typical dessert called torciglione And it could never, and today as well, um, Never, it can't never miss on the table. Uh, what, what is uh,
0: torciglione? Uh,
1: torciglione is a uh, dessert made with an almond pastry, just mm-hmm. almond and sugar. And it's made with the shape of a heel. That's the typical fish coming from the Trasimeno Lake. It's made with this shape of a heel rounding mm-hmm. with the eyes that are two coffee seeds, and uh, the thong. that's uh, a... A, a orange zest and uh, we always serve it with Santo. but Vinsanto is a wine that matches perfectly also with non-typical uh, umbria dessert like uh, the the italian panettone or the typical dolci of uh, of our of our area as well like pinocate or like uh, Many, many other typical Christmas biscuits, but I love it with panet- uh, with the torciglione.
0: And what about, you almost said panettone. What about panettone? <laughs>
1: panettone, panettone, because it's another dessert that matches perfectly with Santo, And that is much more, much more well-known all over the world and not just in Italy. That's the reason why. People,
0: for easiness, always think to that. What are your plans for Christmas holiday? Like, what do you do usually? Are you in in Umbria? Are you going away? Are you with the family? What do you do?
1: Christmas is always with family. And so we share between my family and my husband's family. Right. Um, So we are driving up and down Umbria and Tuscany. Because your husband's Uh, from Tuscany. My husband is from Siena, so we are a little bit here, a little bit in Siena. And then after Christmas, uh, if the weather uh, and modern weather at the time allows us, we go skiing for a few days. Where do you
0: go skiing? On the Dolomites. Okay, Excellent. we don't have much snow near here, unfortunately. Uh, do you have any particular Christmas nostalgic moments that you would like to share with us? Oh well, I love every
1: year. We, now we have my nieces' uh, children, but uh, we have a tradition at home. We uh, put always uh, some uh, some for the little donkey of Jesu Bambino or as well as for the rend- some little nourriture for the reindeer's uh, Father Christmas. So the little ones go out uh, before going to bed to prepare the nourriture on the Christmas Eve and of course the nourriture will be gone by the 25th morning because it's all eaten.
0: Ah, okay. All right. Is there anything very particular about Umbria in terms of Christmas tradition? Well, Christmas here in Umbria, it's, uh, of course, uh, it's very, very near to our
1: heart because uh, you know that the, how do you say presepe? So in French, it's crash. Yeah. It was created by St. Francis coming back from Rome. So the tradition of the of the presepe, it's something that it's really of the nativity. It's something that is really very felt by everybody in this region. And in every house, there is uh, the little representation.
0: Okay. Well, listen, before we close, is there anything else you would like to tell us before we wrap it all up for the Christmas holiday special? I would love to to thank you for your time,
1: for having shared this wonderful tradition with uh, with me. And uh, I truly hope to welcome you in Umbria. <laughs> the I mean, heart of Italy.
0: Everybody. Not just you. Everybody <laughs> who is listening to us. Yeah, it's very much worth it. I don't know how much has changed. I think I've been actually like 10 years ago. Like when I was in the beginning, when we did like an upper wine travel special, I think that was kind of the last time. And you refused to have a smartphone, but now I know you have a smartphone. No, I do have. And you I do you remember That's you're like no no you're like no Blackberry, nope we're talking about like twelve years ago. You're like no Blackberry, I'm sorry. I was going out with my Nokia. Yeah, you were like, you know, I think you had like the banana or a flip phone. You're like, no, no, no smartphone, but you have seated and but- now you have an iPhone. I see that.
1: I have resisted as much as I could yeah. but now I have uh, turned into modernity.
0: Yeah, I would like to echo Chiara's invitation. Uh, Umbria, I think it's very undervalued region in general and of course she has this lovely museum which shares the history of many many parts of wine history so i would love for everyone to take that into consideration and happy holidays and thank you for joining us chiara lungarotti thank you ciao pace buone ciao. feste Bye. ciao ciao